0: Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, we are back. Wolf and Luke Timmering in for Luke. It's a Wednesday edition. Having a good old time here today so far. The power pole was was power-packed, Wolf. Yeah. Power-packed. We're all going to see it unfold in the playoffs. And, again, I can't stress enough, it's wide open, brother. It's wide open. You look at those top five teams, and maybe some teams from out of the top five could make a run. I mean, it's uh, it's gonna you be, it's gonna be, it's it's gonna be a good playoff playoff season, I think. Hey, Paul Calvisi, standing by, always standing tall on the sidelines as the Cards' longtime sideline reporter. Paulie, as we welcome you in, do you want to get any criticisms of Wolf out of the way before we get going, <laughs> or you want to sprinkle them in? During the course of the interview. Easy, no, Paul.
1: Of course not. I mean, I, no way would I mention that it's better you than me having to suffer through one of his uh, insidious polls that he has to do, these insipid polls that he always brings all the time. I mean, you know, Wolf, can you do a show without a poll? Come yeah, on now.
2: Yeah, no, Paulie. Uh, forget about <laughs> this broadcasting right there, honestly. Paul, who would you have number one in your power poll? <laughs> oh, come on. Hey, right? I got bigger yeah. issues right now uh, than you know some stinking. Th- I know, but Paul, stop and think about it. I, I literally have the 49ers at number one. They got no, Brock that's wrong, Purdy. That's wrong. Okay, Th- what thanks. are you going to do? Thanks,
1: Paul. Tom Brady's number one in the <laughs> NFC, just based on quarterback experience. Look at the rest of the quarterback field in the NFC. I'm going with Tommy as your number one. <laughs> And then you can have your pick in the AFC. Okay, Paul. Although right. I I took I, you
2: by surprise. We're, I, we're I, love Joe, I,
1: I love me some I love some bravado of Joe Burrow. I mean, I just I I like watching <laughs> playoff Joe Burrow. There's something that I'm I'm all in for that.
0: That's what I said. I said he's a gangster, man. There you go. There you go. I would get I wouldn't bet against big game Joe at yeah. uh, all. Hey, Paul. It's a couple days now since uh, the the big news out of out of out of Tempe there at the Cards facility. And as the, the hours go by, I, I, you know, I, Wolf and I talked about it earlier, it's like the sun is peeking out of the clouds, there's a new day dawning, uh, hope springs eternal, all that good stuff as the Cardinals you know, try to find the men to lead them uh, into the next era, both in the front office and on the sidelines. Your sense of the last 48 hours and where this thing may be heading, some names you've heard, um, either publicly or, or even being in the building, uh, wh- where, where do you think this is at 48 hours into the searches?
1: You know, I have no reason not to believe when Michael Bidwill says that they're cast- casting the net far and wide. I-, I think it's pretty dang wide open. I really do. I know there's a lot of speculation on Sean Payton. I'm not buying it. I'm waiting for the Cowboys to flop on Monday night, right, and just face plant. And then there's Sean Payton going into his dream job, reunited with Jerry Jones in Dallas. I could see that happening. I could see the Chargers flopping and Sean Payton waiting that out and going to the L.A. Chargers because he loves Southern California and Justin Herbert. So I'm not really buying Sean Payton. I think he's... Perhaps using the Cardinals more as leverage than anything else. That's just my fear, my gut feeling. We'll see. We'll see about that. Besides, I'm just not willing to give up number three overall for Sean Payton. If you're talking round three, great. Number three overall, mm. no thanks. Because guess you know, guess what? Trump's coaching talent, and so I, I'm just not willing to do that. Not yet. I think there are guys to be had out there, but I think it boils down to this question, guys. And this is where maybe. Maybe it's worth an expenditure of assets for Sean Payton. You've got to ask yourself, what is culture worth? When Michael Bidwell said, and he cited the culture of the locker room in his press conference, and what did we talk about all year? In fact, the last two years. Go two off-seasons ago, what did we talk about? Leadership. What did we talk about in the entirety of 2022? Accountability. We were talking about it still at the end of the year. In fact, how about Mike Garofolo? With that report to start off the week where he said that Adrian Wilson and Quinn Harris with two weeks ago in the season addressed the locker room at a team meeting and according to Folo had a message of hey we're coming down the stretch here you guys need to work you know. Look, they might blow up the whole thing. We need to work as well. This is coming from AWQ, according to Mike Garofolo, But we want to see the guys who are willing to put in the work around here. And Garofolo went on to say the reaction was twofold, and that locker room was sort of divided. Half the guys, some at least, were perturbed by it, and others felt like it really needed to be said.
2: Interesting, so, Paul.
1: So I, find, I do find that interesting because I think that's where this all starts. Who can bring that culture? And then, if you're convinced, and if you need someone who's proven in that regard, and that leads you to a Sean Payton, then okay, what is that culture worth? before you're even able to sign him on the line that is dotted
2: yeah for me paulie it really is every decision i think you're gonna make going forward it's all about kyler murray and whether or not you can get kyler murray back to where he needs to be Uh, we know he's coming off the acl of course we know he's coming off his worst season as a pro all three years prior to last season of course Man, Kyler Murray was definitely getting better. He was getting better. It was easy to see he was getting better off the field. He was getting better on the field. And now all of a sudden you had 2022 happen. I I believe every decision you make from this point because of the $230 million contract that you've signed him to, man, you've got to ask yourself this question. Is this guy going to be a good fit for Kyler Murray? The regression last season
1: was real. There, there's no doubt about it. And the analytics will tell you all about it based on the downfield passing attack or lack thereof. 2021, he led all quarterbacks in DVOA deep throws last year before he got hurt. He was dead last. So there's a serious regression there in some way. Now, how much of that had to do with other factors on the offense? Okay, you can, you know, and, and, and the off field stuff was real. There's no doubt. You know, some of the players at their lockers on Black Monday locker cleanout cited just all the constant distractions off the field that ultimately did have an impact on the field. But you're right. And here's my question, guys, and this is an honest question. How are you going to figure out exactly what that chemistry is going to be between coach and quarterback? You know, Drew Stan yesterday on the Red Sea Report said how Bruce Arians was interviewing once upon a time for the Bears head job and he took Jay Cutler out to lunch. Okay. Well, that makes sense, right? I mean, because if you can't actually get along and connect for a ninety-minute lunch, then how is it going to work going forward? But ultimately, how are you going to know? And so that is the biggest question. I think that's the biggest unknown and the biggest projection in this is how will your future head coach? get along with your
2: franchise quarterback, and will one plus one equal three? Yeah, you know what, Paulie, though? B.A. took him out because he wanted a glass of Chardonnay.
1: You (laughs) know what I'm saying, baby?
2: You know, the other thing that Drew brought
1: up, and I, I thought this was interesting, too, is he said all these young, hot offensive coordinators and great offensive minds, and half of them fail as head coaches because they're not great leaders of men. It's not just enough to be great in the scheme and the game plan and the X's and O's. You have to be a great leader in that locker room. So I think that's something you're you're looking for as well. And it doesn't matter if it's offense or defense. You just need that leader as the head coach and CEO. I know Bruce Arians. I know
0: Jay Cutler. I'm going to guarantee B.A. was finished with Jay Cutler before the server even came yeah. over and asked them maybe if they they wanted something to drink Paulie real quick I got about a minute left Uh, your perspective on the DeAndre Hopkins situation right now
1: where we sit here you know basically in early January still if you can get a first round pick for DeAndre Hopkins and you just gave up a first round pick for Hollywood Brown so why not then I would make it happen I, I would not hesitate DeAndre Hopkins right now is probably a luxury and considering what he's going to want without any guaranteed money left on his contract and where is he driving the business side of things I'm guessing that another team might be a better fit on the business side of things as well so I I definitely believe it is going to be uh, looked at and uh, pursued in the offseason no
2: question yeah I'm with you on that one, Paul, I really do believe it's something they need to do. Okay? They've got to rebuild. When you talk about rebuild, they've got to rebuild that offensive line, and they've got to rebuild that line of scrimmage, I think, on both sides of the ball. So, Paul? Yeah. Appreciate look, it, man
1: and look he's missed 15 games the last couple of years so yes. if you can still sell high do it yes Agreed. yes
0: you know the other the only other side of that Mike might a new coach may come in and say no Hop, we're a better team with Hopkins I'm here to win and win now I'm going to talk to DeAndre I'm going to make sure he doesn't want to be traded and we're going to build we're going to build the best team we have we got this guy under contract I'm going to make sure that DeAndre Hopkins is, is a part of it that's the only other side I could see this going the other way where Hopkins would end up uh sticking
1: around for or the length of the contract.
0: Okay, but with this,
1: with his practice habits, is the culture thing? Is he part of the solution or part of the problem?
0: Yep, that that's that's an excellent point, and that might just come down to what the new coach thinks, or the new GM thinks, or ultimately what DeAndre Hopkins thinks. But I agree, Paul. There's there's an issue there that needs to be rectified if he does come back. Practice. Thank you, Paulie. Talkin practice, about practice, man. About practice, Matt. Right, Bob. Excellent yeah. stuff, Paul. Good luck on the big red rage later today. I'm
1: busy, guys.
0: See you. Your forehead, Paul. <laughs>